Hi, this is Phil Ehart, drummer for the band Kansas, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hi, this is Graham Bonnet, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hi, this is Martin Barr, Jethro Tolls, guitar player, and now with the Martin Barr band, of course. You're listening to Iron City Rocks. episode 448 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. My name is John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 448, we are very pleased to welcome, for the first time, uh, actually, on our show, any member uh, of the classic band Jethro Tull. Uh, we welcome you, Martin Barr, who is, is not actually a current member of the band. Uh, currently, Ian Anderson has kind of an all-new uh, version of the band touring, but uh, Martin has—he uh, calls his band the Bar Band, which I love the plan words. Um, we're going to be releasing a new album, November sixth. It's um, called Fifty Years of Jethro Tull, and it uh, brings some kind of true to form and some very well um, reimagined versions of of the Tull classics. It's got a great band surrounding him. They were actually scheduled to play a show in uh, the Palace Theater in uh, Greensburg here in 2020, but unfortunately that had to be postponed. At the moment, the current uh, rescheduled date is June 26th of 2021. So if you had tickets for the June 21st show uh, in uh, Greensburg, that is now essentially a year and five days later. It's going to be played on the 26th. Uh, going to be a fantastic uh, night of music, as I, I mentioned to Martin in the interview, uh, I think in in the United States uh, I would put Jethro Tull in kind of the same category, but Thin Lizzy, where we all kind of know, you know, you say the name Jethro Tull and you think of Aqualong and Locomotive Breath. Um, those are kind of knee jerk, you know, the boys are back in town and uh, jailbreak when you think of Thin Lizzy. But if you go into the catalog, a fantastic band. I know myself very ignorant to the Jethro Tull catalog uh, until just recently uh, and, and really enjoyed what I heard. There's a lot of progressive qualities to their music, um, a lot of great rock riffs. Uh, I know a, a lot of people of my generation, as I also, as I mentioned in the interview, were kind of thrown by you know them winning the, if I'm not mistaken, the inaugural Grammy for a heavy metal performance uh, back ahead of Metallica. Um, and in some respects, you can listen to their music and think, okay, you know, some of these riffs like A Deep Purple did really laid the foundation for what became heavy metal, but um, obviously wouldn't consider the music uh, at the same level of metal as Metallica. So we're going to play uh, a little bit of one of my favorites uh, from uh, Jethro Tull, a song that, that you occasionally will hear on the uh, radio, Bungle in the Jungle. Uh, get into that interview with Martin Barr. Palm tree upon 
my bed and lazy I'm just sleeping green meadows So let's bundle in the jungle How you doing today, Martin? Um, hi, John. I'm really good. Thank you very much. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to get to talk to you. I think um, you know a lot of people who follow classic rock. Um, your name is synonymous with with incredible guitar playing. Obviously, your legacy with Jethro Tull, um, just astounding body of work. So it's it's a real pleasure um, to talk to you. You've got a, a kind of a two disc. A retrospective of Jethro Tull music, 50 years of Jethro Tull. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the song selection? You know, you've got, you know, such a mass catalog of things to pick yeah. from how you kind of went about yeah. honing in what to put in just two CDs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there's a little bit of background. The 50th anniversary of the band. 
was the year before 2018. Mm-hmm. So, am I right here? Yes, I am right. <clears throat> so I joined sort of Christmas of 1968. So um, if we say 1969, January uh, was where I started. Um, it was my 50th anniversary, and um, the the official 50th anniversary sort of went by unmarked by anybody which sort of quite shocked me so I started planning to do this CD and, and make it you know a special presentation and uh, you know a, a nice balance and, and re-record everything because I think the only product that had come out was um, um, a best of album uh, which is just sort of repackaged songs that had already been released mm-hmm. uh, and I thought it was a bit cheap so um, I spent a lot of time to uh, plan and organise how I was going to do it. Um, song selection, part of it came from the seal that we were already playing live on stage. And um, as I was planning this CD, I also planned a, a 50th anniversary tour around it as well, uh, which would involve <clears throat> other people, you know, the two girl singers, and later on, uh, Dee Palmer and Clyde Bunker. Um, so essentially the, the tracks that are on there I, I feel represent the history of Jethro Tull particularly from my viewpoint because uh, from a guitar player's point of view <clears throat> the you know the riff based songs particularly from the earlier days uh, uh, really showcase the guitar arrangements that were being done at the time um, so it's sort of essentially my favourite tracks but also tracks that really work in in a live context and therefore would you know, be a powerful um, bunch of tracks to have on a CD. Yeah, I, I think from from a listener standpoint, you know, I, I grew up in an era where unfortunately you guys, for lack, and I, I hate to even bring it up, but you know, Jethro Tull became kind of like the guys who won the Grammy when Metallica didn't, you know, and. and there were maybe three or four songs that were on U.S. terrestrial radio, so wasn't really very mm. representative of the body of work. And I have to say, immersing myself in this collection of songs has really been refreshing to hear. You know, uh, no, do you do you look at like when yeah, you look we, at we were never really. Oh, go ahead. You go first. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you find? Uh, well, I was just going to say that. Um, we're not much of a radio-friendly band. Mm-hmm. Um, we were for a very uh, small window, but certainly, um, you know, I, being in America a lot, I rarely hear Tull on the radio, you know, even on the classic rock stations. But, um, you know, I, I guess that was the way we decided we wanted our music to go. It wasn't going to be, you know, AOR, um, yeah. you know, high play on radio <clears throat> but sorry carry on no my, my my point was going to be right along the same lines when I listen to, to your catalogue I almost think of how underrated and underappreciated a band like Thin Lizzy was in the US too where you know there was so much more than just yeah with you guys than just Aqualong and you know Thick as a Brick or you know just a handful of songs and to go back and to listen to some of these you know as a as a listener hearing some of this for the first time you're like 
This is really cool. And then what really is, I think, neat is that you've done some things, you know, sonically with the songs, like um, Locomotive Breath, where, you know, it's a really a, almost a reimagined song. Um, did you kind of have to... Were there songs that you, you hear differently, you know, and that's why you decided to do those a little bit different, or is it just how you've been playing them? Um, <clears throat> a bit of both, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm having fun with, with a, a song without ruining it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, the fans would certainly let me know if there was something they didn't like, and they don't like everything. Sure. But then, you know, sometimes it's just a, a song that's not their favourite, you know, like we might play War Child and somebody say oh I wish you didn't do that one I wish you did this one instead and and because we're doing it exactly like the original um, then I haven't ruined it it, it, it stands as it did originally uh, so you're you're always going to get that, um, that opinion and uh, you know it's never going to be 100% but yes you know sometimes songs need to be pretty well verbatim as they were when they were recorded Sure. Another one you can take a bit of a liberty with, and uh, I'm I'm always trying to not not trying, but ideas come to me, and uh, they're not all good, uh, but hopefully you don't hear those. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was locomotive because we play it electric exactly like the record. We did it acoustically, and thought you know that that that'd be a, a lot of fun to do. Um, with yeah. mandolins and sort of you know completely take the new take on it and uh, <clears throat> well, you know it, it works for some people other people don't like it. <laughs> does it as a musician does it help you I mean you, you were talking about songs that you've essentially played some of these for 50 years you know and I think mm, you know yeah. night after night tour after tour you know you're not going to get away from playing some of these songs does you know, doing a different spin on it sometimes help keep you engaged in a song that you you know may be able to play on autopilot. Yeah, um, I, it it doesn't because that's what Toll used to do in the old days. You know, we we used to do. Um, uh, I can think of one. Uh, living in the past, we sort of reinvented it. Um, there's a couple of things, but but it, it was just unnatural. Um, no, I, I, I would, if I was on autopilot for a piece of music, I, I'd just stop playing it yeah. uh, because I, I don't. I've got the luxury of, of being the guy who picks out the songs. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the criteria is the band love playing it, and, and I like the song. You know, those are the two factors. Um, and for the first probably five years of the Martin Barr band. I never played Aqualung because uh, I just thought, you know, I played it a lot yeah. of times, and I don't, and you know, I give it a rest. I don't, didn't dislike it, but also, it's, it's the the quick and easy way to to win an audience, and sometimes I like to do the hard way. <laughs> I, yeah. I like audiences to be really surprised and just think, wow, I never thought they're going to play that. That, that. that to me is success. But you know, playing the, the old hits, churning them out, predictable. I hate, um, and I only play Aqualung now because it's part of that 50-year history. You, know, you, you, you can't ignore it. But, you know, we still enjoy it, and 
I don't do anything I don't want to do. Yeah, unfortunately, the one thing you can't do that you probably would love to, I know you were scheduled to come to uh, Greensburg to do a show, which is in our area, uh, to celebrate mm. the 50th anniversary. Um, have you gotten a sense of how you know that tour is going to progress or is it still even too early in this um, pandemic to really think about when you'd be able to truly reschedule this kind of stuff yeah well, well uh, the, uh, <clears throat> as soon as March uh, happened this year I was on the phone to the American agents and I was just saying <clears throat> we, we need to reschedule tours I mean we, we, we were I think we we're supposed to go out April this year which <clears throat> just wasn't going to happen. We had a cruise, <laughs> you know. We had a, a um, rock cruise to the edge. What, what one of those cruises? Sure. Um, and uh, and before anybody had made a decision, I knew they weren't going to happen. Um, so uh, so luckily we, we got all our rescheduling in really early. But then, you know, we rescheduled to the end of this year, and. Um, I mean, we were solid from like now or September through to December was you know not one day off, but come May, it was obvious to me that nothing was going to happen this year. So yeah. again, I went back to the same people said we 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 need to play safe. We've got to look at 2021. So we rescheduled everything a second time, and of course now. Uh, I've got stuff in April, May of next year, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen either. Yeah. Uh, and it's just how many times you can reschedule a show before people just go, just forget it, <laughs> just stay away. Um, it, it's it's to the point now where no nobody knows. You know, we're just second yeah. guessing, and um, yeah, I, 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 I almost I, don't want to start thinking of when we can actually play concerts <clears throat> until there's, a, there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel and, and there isn't I'm afraid yeah. but, I mean we, we'll, we'll do all these gigs because we're going to play them all but, um, as long as the venues don't go bankrupt but we'll, we'll yeah. play our commitments yeah Martin that's, a, that's a whenever we can really really great point what you said about the venues and the financial state of that I think yeah you know well, yeah they're, they're, they're suffering yeah, I mean, you look at um, musicians, at least, you know, and, and this is kind of sad, too. I mean, you know, if you released a, an album, double album, and, you know, even 1998, you know, you can get some decent revenue from that and, you know, sales. But even now, for you guys, Ooh. it's hard, but um, venues have nothing. You know, they just keep, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, yeah, they work on 60 70% capacity to break even, and... Uh, <clears throat> You know, in the foreseeable future, you you, you can't safely have sixty or seventy percent capacity in a theatre right. until there's a vaccine. Yeah, and I I don't know anything, um, but neither does anybody else. Yeah, I guess if we knew that, so we'd I'm be. I'm going to persevere. Yeah, if if anybody had a crystal yeah, ball, they would have seen this coming or knew when it was going to end. Certainly. Yeah. So um, the, this fifty-year CD that's out now. I had an original version which is now out of print that I sold at the gigs uh, and, and it was like a special um, product 
that only you could only buy if you came and saw the show. Okay. I quite like the idea that it, that it was very um, small numbers, very unique. That uh, you know, as soon as all this happened, then um, it, it was nice that the record label stepped in and offered to release it. Um, but, and we got a DVD coming out uh, before Christmas, which is a uh, <coughs> um, May the nineteenth. 2019 at the Wildy Theatre in Edwardsville. Um, so that 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 will be. Uh, I, I just want people to be able to access the music. Yeah. Uh, any way they can, if you can buy a video, that'd be great. When you when you did that show, did you guys intend it to be released? I mean, that I know that sometimes can be quite an ordeal to you know. Some bands will do recordings of things just to, to critique themselves, and some you know get you know the video screens kind of stuff or or did you guys set out to make a dvd at that night oh absolutely yeah we we, we recorded two nights but we only needed we only needed the one um oh yeah but but you know it, it's a great band and um but, but you you get to a certain stage where, where you don't have a bad gig mm-hmm. and you know you, you might have one gig that's not quite as good as the next one but but Essentially, you know that the band, the bandwidth that we work, the parameters we work between. In in my mind, the Martin Barr band, at its worst, is excellent. At its best, is phenomenal. So, and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the guys in the band. Mm-hmm. So, to, to do a live recording is something to look forward to. And you know, when we went back to the Toll days. You know, we're, we're all terrified of live shows, live recording, <clears throat> but we did it so many times that you, you just had to get used to it. You know, it's just sort yeah. of um, um, part of what you did, and uh, nobody likes to scrutinise what they do. You know, nobody wants the warts and all, but, sure. but um, you, you just do it and do it and do it, and, and then you, you accept it as being part of. Uh, you know, play a live show to an audience. You get it recorded. Sometimes I've, you know, I've done live to radio, and so, so you know that that it goes straight live on the air. Um, Does, but you know, it's it's, it's good. Did the it. advent of of the YouTube generation make it change you at all? I mean, you know, we're talking about you know, back in the seventies, eighties. You know, where you had an idea you were going to be recorded, but now you you almost every time you step on stage, you have to assume that somebody's yeah. going to be capturing that moment in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like it. I I, I can't imagine anybody likes it because you want some degree of control, and you know, and sometimes, um, speaking for myself, I'll have a night where where I want to go out and. Um, push the envelope so to speak mm-hmm. and I might play some solos that, that I'm, you know, I might go try play something I've never played before and, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but if you don't have that element of experimentation that then you just don't move musically mm-hmm. but you don't want those that, that you don't want the times when it goes wrong to be recorded <laughs> Yeah. But you can't. You don't have a choice. <clears throat> so I don't like it, but it's like, it's just you have to accept it. And yeah. uh, in in some ways, you know, maybe that's the better way around. You know, you do all your ex- experimentation at home, 
and then so that when you do a gig it's just uh, very controlled and you're just you know making sure you just do the best you can do yeah I think in a lot of ways from you know, from a fan's perspective sometimes I think it ruins some of the spontaneity of a live show or like let's say you you, you know you and the guys are, are maybe working up a new song in soundcheck or something you know that you haven't played in 30 years in soundcheck and you decide hey let's throw it on the yeah. set tonight you may be a little hesitant to do that yeah. and that's unfortunate <laughs> yeah yeah you know, well, it's exactly what happens because we, we, we don't rehearse much and, and normally mm-hmm. we, we'll play the sound check and it's, it's a bit ropey I mm-hmm. say look you know we, we, we can rehearse it at tomorrow's sound check and the day after but let's just play it and, and I guarantee by the end of tonight we'll know it <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and we do you know and, and most times it's fine but um, yeah I think you, you just got to really uh, stretch yourself and uh, I think you know you, you've got to be on the edge you, you've got to have a bit of adrenaline and nerves and the unknown uncertainty I, mean, sure. I think that needs to be part of playing live I, I'd be remiss not to ask as we talk about the 50th year of Jethro Tull to to address the, the just snub of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame do you I know Ian has had public comments on it but do you have a, an opinion either way or is it is it something that you would like to see or is it you know icing on the cake if it does or it doesn't really matter yeah well it, it would mean a lot but without a doubt it would mean a huge amount but what will be will be and um, I, I've been there you know the, 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 the people who run it in, have invited the Martin Bar Band twice you know, for a sort of VIP tour, and that they're charming, interesting, intelligent. It's an amazing facility, uh, and 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 we never talk about induction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't even don't even mention the word. But um, uh, yeah, because it's, it's, there's no point in it, and and there's always going to be bands inducted that you don't think deserve it, and bands that aren't in it that, that should be there. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it, there's, a, there's a lot of music. Uh, it, it's not going to be. It doesn't bother me, um, and, and I think it bothers fans more than it bothers me because you know, yeah. they're indignant that their favourite band isn't there. But I say, you know, when you look at the people that are in there, that they're, they're unbelievable people. You know, you can't hold a candle to them. Um, so it, it's fine. You know, I, I, it's not a problem. And if it happens, it's fabulous. If it doesn't, well, no, it's, it's okay. Well, I, th- I think speaking from from a, you know a listener, you know, it, you certainly have the catalog to rival, you know, many artists in the, in the in that have been inducted already. And I think that I think it's time. So only, I guess only time will tell. But I think it's 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 yeah, overdue at this point. Yeah, it's almost intriguing how many years are going to go by, but it's, uh, it's like a little game of, you know, cat and mouse. Yeah, um, it, it, uh, we can't control it. <laughs> sure. Well, Martin, I want to thank you again. Uh, Fifty years of Jethro Tull, uh, a really interesting look at, you know, the catalog of the band uh, from your perspective, mm-hmm. and, and some tracks reimagined um, with some great arrangements. So. 
really worth picking up, and I want to thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the nice chat. All right, again, 50 Years of Jethro Tull, November 6th. That'll be available. A fantastic uh, primer, if you will. If you've not, as as I admittedly will be, was ignorant of the Jethro Tull catalog, a lot of the music, frankly, was was big as I was being born. Um, But you go back and listen to that music, there's some fantastic stuff there. And, And I really enjoy some of the reworkings of some of the songs it made going back uh, and listening to the originals kind of made it, it you know the songs you maybe have heard a lot uh, to listen to the way they've reworked them a fantastic band surrounding martin again the new show for greensburg june 26 2021 uh god willing we're back to live music uh, next summer we'll look forward to seeing martin Barr. Uh, when he comes into town. I want to thank you so much for listening. You can find out more about us at ironcityrocks.com. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we are forward slash ironcityrocks. And you can contact us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Let us know about bands that uh, we may have missed. Like, you know, send us an email and say, hey, dummy, you guys have been on the air for 11 years and never talked to anybody from Jethro Tull. Or, um, you know, whatever band it is, or we're sick of hearing of this band, or we'd like to hear more of this style of music, let us know. Uh, you know, we, we pride ourselves on, you know, kind of spanning more than just hard rock and metal. I know there's a ton of podcasts and, and some really excellent and fine podcasts out there, but uh, we like to delve into classic rock, uh, maybe some other genres of rock, southern rock, and things like that. So let us know what you like. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>